We acknowledge you right now. We acknowledge that, God, nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too difficult. Nothing is too challenging. God, you've blessed us with every spiritual blessing. You've been so gracious and so kind and so giving and so loving to each and every one of us. So we step back, we pause. And we take a deep breath in the spirit. And we ask you to speak clearly tonight, God. God, we thank you for open eyes, open ears. We thank you, God, for changed minds, changed hearts. God, we thank you for your word, God, going forth. Watch over your word to perform it this evening, God. We, God, we thank you. We fill our hearts with thanksgiving right now. Go ahead and fill your heart with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. If you have anything to thank God for, fill your heart with thanksgiving right now. God, we bless you and we glorify you. We honor you and we, and, and we enlarge you. Be enlarged right now where we are recording. Be enlarged right now, God, over, over every household, every place, um, um, whoever's listening right now. God, God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, God. God, that you are in all. All came from you, God. God, all will return. God, there is, there is nothing uh, and, and, and no place we can do or where we can go where we can't find you. God, you are so readily available. So, so we seek you while you may be found. We, we learn of you, God, while you may be at, accessible uh, uh, to us. God, we praise you right now. We glorify you right now for your principles, your precepts, your promises. We, God, we bless you. Uh, uh, for, for, for aiding us and, and, and causing us, God, to run through troops and leap over walls and ordering our steps in your word. It's not just a song, but it's the truth, God. It is, it is true, God. Let our, let our steps be ordered in your word. Order our conversation aright, God. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Day by day, God, may we walk in your grace. Day by day, may we live in your grace. Day by day, may we operate uh, by your grace, God. God, we thank you for, for, for transformed minds, God, by your grace. God, God, that this is um, just, just another measure. God, that, that, that as we've been teaching, God, God, we pray that, that your word, God, is going in, that your word is having free course in the lives of all the hearers, that they chew on the word, that they meditate on the word, that they are open to receive. God, we thank you right now in Jesus' name. We put on a garment of praise for every spirit of heaviness. And God, we say we are open to receive. God, we praise you right now. We are open to receive. God, because the interest of your word uh, uh, gives light. It brings li uh, life unto us, God. God, we glorify you for, for bringing illumination, God, by your word. And, and God, revealing the person of Jesus, revealing who you are, revealing your heart all, all the more, God. God, let there be transformation and not just information. Let there be a response to your word and not just a, a, a pat on the back or a clap. Let there be a, a, a heart response, God, tonight. Let there be a heart response uh, even uh, throughout the series that we've been teaching about grace, God. We thank you for your testimonies, your testimonies that, that God, we continue to speak, your testimonies that we continue to chronicle and write, your 
testimonies, God, of the things that you do, the things, uh, God, that you're involved with. We thank you that your testimonies are greater than our own testimonies, that, God, your work is greater than our, our own work. We remind ourselves of how good you've been up until this point. We remind ourselves how, how, how so intricately woven you have been within our lives. We praise you right now and we celebrate you, God, for the victory that is Christ. We celebrate you for your presence. We thank you for your presence. We don't take it lightly, God. We don't take you lightly, Father. We don't take it lightly, God, that, that we're able to boldly approach the throne of grace by which we are able to obtain mercy. We're able to obtain favor. We are, we are able to receive from you, God. God, we praise you right now and we bless you right now, God, for, for, for setting us up to succeed, for setting us up, God, God, to, to, to do more than we think that we can do, to, to, to accomplish more than we think that we can accomplish um, 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 in, in your will, by your grace, God. We thank you for your kingdom coming, your will being done on earth as it is already done in heaven, God. Give us this night our, our daily bread as we give you the evening sacrifice and we, and we will to give you all the praise and we will to give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If there are, are, are any uh, Kleenex, um, I could use some a little bit. Hey, we are live. Relax. We are about to eat. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I may mention about the uh, series of grace that we're in and that we, we've been teaching about. And uh, definitely check, check those out either via YouTube or Facebook or the podcast because you can never exhaust teaching about the grace of God. Um, and um, listen, it is to your benefit that you receive of his abundance of grace, pun intended, because we are to live in his uh, grace and he never runs out of it. But once you understand and really understand it, because we've been uh, hammering this in, uh, uh, you know, kind of kneading it in. You, you, you know, if you bake, you kind of knead dough and, you, you, you know, you kind of not a baker, but but I, I think I know about kneading dough. And, you know, you kind of work it and work it and work it in. So as we keep adding a measure and adding another measure and adding another measure, we're working that thing in, working that thing in, working that thing in. Because if you get this thing about grace, if you get this. In your spirit, if you recognize how to operate in his grace, how to receive his grace, uh, um, um, how, uh, uh, why grace comes and then when grace comes, because the truths of the word, you know, God instructs us how to, how to operate in this thing. God wants us to leverage grace. He wants us to leverage grace. Because uh, listen, there are wages. There are wages. Yes, yes, you know, prices go up and, you know, wages need to go up, but, but you know, sometimes they don't go up at the same time. But, but listen, there are wages in everything. There are wages of sin, but there are also wages of righteousness. And let me tell you, God gives the best interest rates. God gives the best interest rates and he pays the best Wages. I just want you to, to recognize when you do that which is spiritual, you receive spiritual wages. Now, that works from a neutral sense. Whether you do uh, uh, something that is unrighteous or evil, you receive wages because of doing that. But it works from a righteous standpoint. When you do and operate um, uh, and, and seek to do the work, because the Bible says 
the doer of the word is blessed, not just the hearer. You receive the, the wages of righteousness. And as far as God is concerned, it is far more better than any other wage. It, it, it pays better and it blesses your life and the lives of people you come in contact with and the generations upon generations upon generations. Uh, they can uh, receive the effects of the wages of righteousness in your life. And we've been t uh, teaching about grace. Grace, grace is a wage that, uh, that, uh, that we receive as a result of making a decision for Jesus and, 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 and surrendering all to him. But I want to make sure that we once again highlight and define what we're talking about when we mention the grace of God, simply because there are those who haven't been tracking with us, so you may be watching us for the first time, so we still do want to give the context of what we're talking about when we say uh, grace. Grace is undeserved acceptance and love received from another. Undeserved favor granted by a superior to one of lower rank. Uh, another um, uh, definition of grace is God's empowering presence upon our life. I also like this one. <clears throat> this is uh, uh, in, in the word charis. Uh, 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 divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in life. I like that. Divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in life. Keyword, divine influence. Keyword, divine influence. It's, it's divine favor, divine ability that supersedes your ability. We must know that. But when we mention the uh, grace in general, because there's man's grace, but then there's the grace of God. The reason why we say grace of God is because there's other kind of graces out here. That's why we say the love of God, because there's other kinds of love, but there's only one kind of love of God. There's only one kind of grace. And this comes with an advantage, an advantage. And I, I like to say unfair advantage, meaning your enemy has nothing on this. If you were operating in grace, your enemy has nothing. Your enemy cannot do anything because you've made a decision to operate in the grace, grace of God. And um, you, you should definitely be, uh, watch out for the person who, not, not the smartest person, not the person who has the most resources, not the person who has the most contacts and influence, but that person who knows their God, that person who has made up in their mind, I'm going to do this by the grace of God. I'm going to live this life by the grace of God. I'm, I'm through trying to do things on my own. Does anybody have a testimony like that? I'm done trying to make this thing work because grace is a flow. Grace is an ease. You know, grace, grace, grace is quick because the word of God is quick. Timothy, uh, you know, in, in Paul's letter to Timothy, he, he said the word of God is quick and powerful. When you are really operating in the grace of God, you do less thinking up here and, and you do more responding out of, out of your spirit, i.e. divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in, in life. You move more out of your spirit when you are operating in grace. Once again, we're setting foundation um, and just reminding you what we're talking about when we say grace. Let it not be a cliche. Let it not be just something you continue to hear about, but let it be something that, that you are continuously seeking to, um, 
understand and seeking continuously to, to, to operate in. And we'll show you how to do that tonight because our title is, if you saw it on the, uh, the link, it is The Avenue of Grace. The Avenue of Grace. Uh, let's, let's anchor this teaching with this statement. As long as you live, you need the grace of God. As long as you live, you need the grace of God. Grace is necessary. It's not optional. If you want to live a victorious life, I'm speaking to believers tonight, speaking to believers because we'll, we'll be coming from James. And uh, uh, James, uh, his whole book was actually written to Jewish Christians. It was, it was written to those who are already in Christ. And James is a very practical brother. He, he gave a lot of practical uh, truths that, that uh, uh, you, you put in your utility belt. You see, there was a, a, a uh, show years ago called Batman. And uh, Batman always had a utility belt. Now, I reference this show because the belt was so big. It was like yellow and, you know, had stuff in it and everything. But, but there was always something in Batman's utility belt that he could use in any situation at any given time. That's what the word of God is like. And that's how you want to look at it. That, hey, this is for my arsenal. Why? Because we are in the world, but not of it. But we are in the world and we have an adversary that wants to uh, keep you from being effective in this life. Keep you from being victorious in this life. All the more, keep you from allowing the kingdom of God to come. Because when that happens, he's, he's lost. He doesn't want you to have knowledge of how to skillfully and rightly divide the word of truth, how to apply it to your life. He's okay with you just getting information because now you're not really effective. Give me the person who takes five scriptures and, and they do it with everything that's within them over the person who knows 10,000 scriptures and can wordsmith the word with anybody anywhere. Give me that person who's applying and doing this word. Why? Because grace works. Grace is necessary. Grace, 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 grace. When we say avenue, we're talking about a means of access or attainment. Avenue, we're talking about a means of access or attainment. Avenue of grace, a means of access or attainment. We're going to give you a huge key, a huge key that will enable you to receive the grace of God. Huge, huge, huge key. Did I say huge? Yeah, huge key. Let's look at James. And we'll look at James chapter 4. And we'll look at verses 1 through, one through 10. Hallelujah. And, and before we go there, I, I, I'm to the point where I need to consciously tell myself that I refuse to think certain kinds of ways. At, at this point within my, my life, I'm, I'm, I'm so very aware of the influences of messages 
through 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 media, print messages, audible messages, news, all those kinds of things, and even very privy to the 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 inward conversations. Anybody have in, inward conversations? You know, you uh, you know, kind of kind of those 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 thoughts that are either your thoughts or the enemy or even the Holy Spirit's you know thoughts, but very privy to it. And I've been purposely, uh, the Lord purposely gave me this, 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 uh, this statement to declare. And, and that is, I, I refuse to think about things that pay the wrong wages. In other words, I refuse to meditate on what won't work. I refuse to meditate on what I may be fearful of. And, and I would say it inwardly. Say it inwardly, and and at the same time, at the very same time, I'm 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 jumping over into the grace of God, jumping over into the grace of God, where it's that accessible. This is what I want you to know: grace is that accessible. It's 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 always available. It's grace is always available. That's that's why the the Bible says choose life, because once you choose life. Bam, you have help to now live life, not just any kind of life, but the life God intended, an abundant, fruitful, prosperous life, a life that's full of vitality, a life that's full of um, um, uh, uh, not just healing, but health, a life that's, that's, that's full of God himself, a life that's so infectious that people want to get around you. They want to be around you, not because you're so good, but because he is so attractive and he is so good. But 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 I, I, I said that to just illustrate how quick and easy it, it is to turn over into grace. But I, I had to do something. I have to make sure that because I'm very privy, privy and mindful of seeds. Every decision we make is a seed. So if I'm meditating on something, that's going to produce something in my life. So when I sense and feel thoughts of um, indecisiveness, thoughts of inadequacy, thoughts, uh, uh, you know, defeating thoughts, fallen thoughts. I, I step back and say, I, I refuse to meditate on that. I refuse to think that way. And then I proceed, not thinking about those things, because regardless of how I feel, I know that there's a power that's greater than me that is at work, that if I just get in and tap in to it, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be better than all right. I'm going to actually do more than I thought I would. And actually, the, the outcome, lately, it's always been better than I thought it would be. Because every time we fear something, we are meditating on what hasn't even happened yet in a negative sense. Now, by all means, meditate on what hasn't happened yet from a glorious outcome standpoint, because that pays great wages. Because it just, you know, it, it builds your faith and it causes you to believe bigger, see bigger. But once you meditate on what hasn't happened yet from a negative sense, what if I do this and what if they don't like me? What if this doesn't happen? What if da, da, da? Once you meditate that way, it produces babies. It pays wages into your life. That's how you start to apply this thing. But, but let's, let's, uh, let's get into it. Let, let me give you this example, though, because... The Lord gave me this. Like, this was good. We'll get to our scripture. We'll get to our scripture. This was good. And, and I heard it, and I said, oh, I, I know what that is. But then I was like, well, I don't, I don't think I know what that is. I, I, I heard it. I think it was yesterday. And uh, it, it, it was the term jet stream. 
it was the term jet stream. And, and I said, oh, so what is a jet stream, Holy Spirit? He said, well, Google it. I said, okay. And I looked it up. And um, let me tell you what a jet stream is, the, the kind of you know, quick definition here. They are bands of strong wind that generally blow from west to east all across the globe. They impact weather, air travel, and many other things that take place in our atmosphere. Jet streams. They're, they're strong winds that blow from west to east across the globe. And in fact, there are, I believe, four uh, jet streams that are always flowing, that are always flowing. And one unique thing about jet streams, and from an aviation standpoint, is that planes leverage the jet stream. And it's a stream in that it's not um, a situation where once you get into the air, you're in the jet stream. You actually have to ascend to a point high enough that now you get into that jet stream. And what's unique about this is they always flow from west to east. Now, from our context, you're looking at the camera, um, west to east. That's what that looks like. There we go, west to east. And they always flow in that particular direction. And this is well-known, well-known information that if you are in a plane and you fly from west, west to east, you will get there faster than flying from east to west. Why is that? It's because that plane that's coming from west to east got into the jet stream. And as a result, that plane got a boost. That plane got a boost, not because it was designed better, not because it had more fuel, not because it was just, you know, the, the company ran, uh, um, uh, um, ran the plane better or the pilot flew the plane better. It's because the plane ascended to a place where it can get into um, a power that's greater than itself that is able to boost it even faster. And this is literally the case right now, that you can get from the west coast to the east coast quicker than the vice versa because of the jet stream. And it only flows one way. Dare I say, grace is exactly like riding a supernatural jet stream, where there's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way. See, apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. You can't say, hey, I'm operating in the grace of God, and I don't. Submit to God. Key word, we'll get into that. But grace is like a supernatural jet stream, meaning you get a boost. We all get a boost. And it's not just for boost's sake, it's for our entire lives. See, when we talk about this thing we call the avenue of grace, we're talking about grace operating in every area of our lives. Because oftentimes we may think that, hey, we need grace when we are in a time of real, really, really great need. But I'm here to tell you, you need grace every minute of every hour of every day, all day, every day, all week, all month, all year, all the time. But oftentimes we may think that, um, hey, we kind of receive something one time and hey, it'll stay with us. No, no, no. This, this is an active engagement, active involvement, active fellowship with the Holy Spirit 
active fellowship with the Lord because Jesus was clear. He, he said, listen, Peter, Satan desires to have you and to sift you as we. Satan, Satan wants a place. Satan wants a place. And any, any place, any place within, within your life, and, and we'll show you how to recognize those places and then what to do about it. But he wants to get a place because if, if, if that's a place that he has, then grace can't operate in that place. We can't serve two masters. We can't serve the enemy and God at the same time. They cancel each other out. And so one forces the other out. Because if we resist God, you're just opening up a place for something else or someone else. But if we draw near to God, bam, we created a place and we block everything else out. But keep that in mind. The jet stream, it's always moving. And you have to go in the right direction. What's the right direction? The word of God. That will allow grace to work in your life. So let's, let's look at James. <clears throat> Four verses one through ten. We'll read this in the New King James Version. James 4, one through ten. In the New King James Version. We're about to give you the key, a, a, a very important key of this avenue, this means of attainment of grace. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure, that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask Amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy? Verse 6, but he who gives more grace therefore says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Let me stop right there for, for, for a moment. The major key for receiving the grace of God in your life is humility. Humility. It is foundational, vitally important that we understand and recognize this particular key. <clears throat> It is, it is a key of the kingdom. And the very opposite of this is actually mentioned in verse 6, where it says, God resists the proud. The Bible says pride comes before a fall. In days like these, we are exposed to a lot. We can see a lot as a result, meaning see things that, we, that were once con concealed. In other words, Right now, we have more access to more information, to, to, to more uh, schools of thought, to more um, uh, of the smartest people in the world and then the you know, not so smartest people in the world, uh, more access to information and ideas and everything uh, than we've ever had before in the history of the world. As, as a result, we have... 
like I said, we, 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 we have the opportunity to see things from a lot of different perspectives, from a lot of different angles. As a result, we can get into comparing ourselves. I'll give you a prime example. Uh, social media in all its forms, every platform, um, they're, they're great when they're used properly. But it becomes a problem when we start to consume and compare. It's like that. I call it con consuming and comparing. We're watching others and we're watching things and we're watching and we're, and, and, and we're uh, assessing and looking at where we are, we're, 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 we're looking at everybody else and we start to uh, you know, kind of want what we want, what they have. And we start to you know, kind of change our pursuits in life and then um, um, we kind of get in on the action. We want to post it. We want you know, people to see what we're doing and we want to look like we got it, you know, going on and we want to get involved in it and, 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 you know, it keeps, you know, going and going and going to, to the point where it's now, uh, uh starting to, you know, kind of turn the heart to, 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 to focus on becoming because I like to look good and I want to look, you know, like, like I'm something and, 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 and then it morphs into, um, you know what, I need to do what I need to do so that when, 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 when you see me, that you see somebody that you want to be like and emulate and, you know, then it morphs into, um, um, hey, look how, how many, you know, uh, followers I have or likes or, or look, look at my viral this or that. Then it's morphing into this, this feeling of, look, look, look what I have. It's, it's nowadays, it's a status symbol. And, 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 and you're just becoming, you know, more inwardly focused and it's folding in, you're inwardly focused and, 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 and what, what can I do to cause people to look at me? What can I do to cause people to exalt me? You may not be saying this deliberately, but this is what happens when we go down the rabbit hole. When, when we use something um, uh, so much uh, beyond its intended purpose, and, and, and we start to take on a kind of a different a form and response and, 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 you know, pride starts to kind of build up here and, and, and I, I want to build my platform and I want to build my um, uh, network and my connectedness to people and, you know, I want to build my content and my this and my that. And, and so it's, it's very tempting now, extremely tempting now. Why? Because news travels fast. Because if you do something and you're not looking like you're at the place where you want people to see you at that place, news travels fast. So now, now I'm feeling bad, you know, be, be, because uh, I, don't want, I don't want people see, to, to kind of see me in my process. I want people to see me when I've arrived. And then I tell you about my process, but I don't want to see you when I was like, you know, uh, uh, you're fumbling. I don't want to see you when I, you know, drop the ball, when I miss the shot. I don't, no, no. When I get on the mountain, hey, look at me. Look, look at me, to God be the glory. Look at me, look at me. Yeah, to God be the glory. Look at me, look at me. See, um, there is a such thing as false humility. There is a such thing as verbally giving credit, but in your heart, you say, look what I did. See, this is just an example of how nowadays, because of access to all these different ideas and uh, mediums, that this thing called pride can creep up within us. And scripture is very clear. He said, God resists the proud. That's a strong statement. In other words, you set up barriers that block the grace of God. 
when we get into pride. Because why did the enemy get cast out of heaven? Because of pride. Why did Cain get mad at God and his brother and then kill his brother? Because of pride. Why, why, why did Pharaoh hold his ground so long and not want to let people go? Because it's pride. Why, 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 did, why did Judas give place to the enemy and thought it, it was a good trade to receive money for Jesus' life? Because of pride. It, 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 it mutates in so many different forms. It, 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 you know, what, what, like, like why? why? Why does a, um, why is it that a mother feels as though they have um, a choice to play God when, 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 well, oh, you know, I kind of messed up here. You know, I laid down and man, now I'm pregnant and, and you, you know what, let me just, uh, let me just terminate this thing and, you know, get on with my life because, you know, I have a life to live. I, you know, I'm not ready for this. What's, what's going on? See, it's those situations that the grace of God is made available. But I get into pride and I say, no, I can't do this. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not able to, I'm not adequately, you know. So, so let's terminate. The grace of God is for exactly situations like that. For situations where you can't do it. Where you, you don't have it. You don't know where it's coming from. You, you, you can't respond to it adequately. God says, I got grace for that. And I got abounding grace for that. Pun intended. I got abounding grace for that. But what happens is we get into the pride and, and like I said, it, I guess I keep seeing this visual where you, you go from almost like, you know, focused, because I'm speaking to believers, where you're focused on him, but, you know, um, when we're disconnected in fellowship, that focus, let's just say, focus is, it is an object and it's high. Once you are disconnected from fellowship, that focus starts to come down because focus is um, a, a kind of an example of where your eyes are. So less fellowship, the eyes start to come down, start to come down, start to come down. And I start to look at things going on here and I start to look at things going on here because when you pay attention to the horizontal, here's what happens now, your focus starts to turn inward. It starts to turn inward, it starts to turn inward. James was talking, writing this to Christians. He said, where do wars and fights come from among you? Believers fighting. I mean, going at it. And anybody seen some pictures of believers fighting 2020 and it's still going on? <laughs> like believers going, like going, going, going. Like, like James is for believers now. He said, where do wars and fights come from among you? Why y'all talking about one another? Why y'all um, so, so quick to call somebody out on their sin? Why are you so quick to um, uh, be so condescending? Why are you so self-righteous? Why, why are we so, 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 hey, this is what I got going on here. Hey, I'm doing it right. You're doing it wrong. Why are we so, why are we going at each other? What is going on? You know, James is specific here because this wasn't to a church in Ephesus or a church in Colossae. He's writing this to, to everybody. Hey, all of y'all, seems you're buying into the ideas of the world here. Where do wars and fights come from among you? 
I mean, what's the remedy to war to, to wars and fights? Or I'll say it this way, what is wars and fights a reflection of? Pride. What's the remedy? Humility. Like I said, James is so practical. Like he comes with, all right, if, if this is what's going on, this is what needs to happen. He said, do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? We have desires for pleasure. Come on. We do. What is it called? It's called sin nature. It's called sin nature. But the divine nature of God is where we should be. Uh, at least where we should live out of. The divine nature of God. Where it doesn't originate from you. It originates from the spirit of God. He's also called the spirit of grace. Ah. He said you lust and you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. Murder and coveting cannot obtain. You fight and, and you war. Because one thing that comparison does, it causes you to get mad at people. It causes you to get a little bitter. Like, how you get that? Wait, I'm smarter than you, and you got more. Wait, what's going on? Hold, hold on. You, it, it's, it's this twisted response. We don't celebrate someone else's victories. We don't celebrate someone else's successes. We look at it with envy and and hey, great job. I'm so happy for you. Inwardly. This is what James is talking about. This is who he's talking to. He said, yet you do not have because you do not ask. And he's given a simple remedy. He said, you mad at so-and-so because of what they don't have. You want what so-and-so has, but no, no, what God has for you is for you. That's not just a cliche. That is real. There, there, there is, as we heard in Sunday's message, um, a, a, a fitted grace suit, if you will, for everybody that God is not going to do for one that he is unwilling to do for another. If he did it before, he will do it again. Why are y'all at each other's throats? You acting like you can't receive from God. You're acting like you have nothing available to you. You're acting like God, you know, God didn't do anything for you. He's saying, look, you don't have because you don't ask. He's turning the focus back to where it needs to be. Because it went from here to here, mm, folded all the way in. So he's bringing that word in order to kind of cut and hit. And break that stuff up so that now, all right, your, your focus starts to come outward and then go back to where it needs to be. This is, this is why the psalmist said, create in me a pure heart. Renew within me a right spirit. That is a prayer from a humble place. Create in me a clean heart that I may worship you. He said, you do not ask. And... And do not, you ask and you, not, and you don't receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. When I ask in pride, I'm asking amiss. When I ask with my will in mind, I'm asking amiss. He said that you may spend it on your pleasures. I don't have any intent to give. I don't have any intent to be a blessing. I don't have any intent to do good works, good deeds. I don't have any intent. I'm asking God because I want it for me so that I can uh, do what I've always wanted to do. God is mindful of what you've always wanted to do. God is mindful of your desires. But let's not let our desires override 
what he wants for us. Let's, let's not by any means necessary get our needs met, our needs of happiness, our, our, our desires for just more and more and more. Because he's attacking and he's, you know, kind of bringing to light this thing called, called, called pride. Because from verse 4 to um, 5, he's, he's um, from verse 4 to 5, he's laying out what the manifestation of this thing we call pride is. And, and, and he's saying, look, if, if you're acting like this, he said, God, God, is, God is not giving grace to that. Keep this in mind. God does not bless unrighteousness. He doesn't bless what he doesn't sanction. He, he blesses what he sanctions. He said, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? In other words, I want so much more. I want fellowship with other people. I want fellowship with other entities that, that I can say, yeah, I'm with them. Yeah, I know so-and-so. Yeah, 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 you know, we, 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 um, yeah, I got so-and-so's number, you know, uh, you know, friendship with the world. It's like, yeah, let's, let's, enmity with God. Are we, are we, are we, are we so consumed with wanting to be identified with, you know, certain um, uh, platforms and people and positions and places that, 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 that we uh, kind of push away the grace of God? Because there, there is a place and I'll explain this in a moment, that we can get to where we think that, all right, God, I can take it from here. God, I can take it from here. Because where there's no humility, I'm paddling my own boat. Where there's no humility, I got to come up with my own wind. You know, I'm going to put the sail up and <laughs> trying to get the boat to go. But in this life, Humility is like putting up the sail. <coughs> Humility is like putting up the sail. And then you're trusting that God will blow because we can't control the wind, but God does. A, a uh, learned agriculture, or at least the precepts of, of uh, sowing and reaping because it just helps you to get that picture of faith and, faith and humility. Because the farmer knows that, hey, I can't cause it to rain. I can't. But what I can do, I'm going to plant some seed. I'm going to cultivate that ground and trust God for rain. Because we can't cause it to rain. What is a seed? One of the seeds of the kingdom. I call it a key as well. But humility is a bumper crop seed. Because hu humility says, you know what? <laughs> We go submit to God here. You know what? We gonna do this God's way. That's a field he has no problem raining on. He has no problem raining on a humble field. No problem raining on a field like that. So what you wanna do is plant humility seeds everywhere. Everywhere. Let me show you how to recognize that. Let me show you how to recognize that. Here are the things that you want to put into your utility belt. We're going to give you areas where grace is needed the most, okay? Really direct to the point, you know, James style, being very practical tonight. Areas where grace is needed the most. I want you to recognize these. Recognize these. 
Why? Because recognition is vitally important for you to be effective. The more you recognize, the more you can respond to that thing that you recognize and receive of the wages. So areas where grace is needed the most, because sometimes we don't think about these particular areas, but I want to bring these to light so that now from this day forward, when you recognize that in yourself, you know how to respond. And we'll un unpack it as we go here. One thing I want you to keep in mind, God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. Humility is foolish to this world. All about you and your bread. Do you. Do you. Pursue your own happiness. What makes you happy? Do that. Hey, if they're doing such and such and whatever, regardless of whether God is in agreement with it or not, at least they're happy. Go ahead. Do that. That is one of the primary uh, messages and prideful messages that is that is uh, religiously communicated that whatever makes you happy, do that. Meaning, hey, I just started a job six months in. I don't like it. So I'm out. Whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you happy, um, uh, uh, um, you know, what makes me happy is doing this. I don't really want to parent right now. Um, let me drop my kid off at my grandmother's and let me go do what makes me happy because I just need a break. Let me go overload others with my cares because I just want to pursue my own happiness. I, uh, let, me, let me just do, let me just do me and let me look for things that make me happy and create this utopian world that I can just be happy. That's a whole different teaching in and of itself. But become skilled at discerning your own spirit. Areas where grace is needed the most. Uh, see, 1 John 1 and 4 says, believe not every spirit. That includes your own. Believe not every spirit. That includes your own. So be, be skilled at discerning your own self. And trying your own self by the word. Try, trying your own, uh, you know, t test the spirit by the spirit. Trying your own self. Holy Spirit, what's, what's, you know, what's, what's going on here? First one here, areas where grace is needed the most. When you are feeling self-absorbed. I just unpacked that whole concept. When everything is about you. When everything is about you. When you're feeling self-absorbed. How do you know when you're feeling self-absorbed? self-absorbed because we're we're taking inventory it's kind of e examine um, because these things are subtle you're feeling self-absorbed in other words let me just give you kind of a few examples or oh, a huge one when your giving is low when your giving is low and when we say giving it's not just financial yes where your heart is that's where your treasure is but when your giving is low I'm not active in good deeds for other people because sometimes when you're feeling, you know, you're so aware of your situation and, and so I want to do, I want to do me, 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 me. You just need to go buy somebody's groceries. You, you need to go help somebody and, 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 and do something. Because giving is a strong tool that brings humility to your life. That's a wage that it pays. So we, we don't give because it's a good thing. We give because it's a God thing. And we give because it's more blessed to give than to receive. Why? Because you get grace when you do that. 
Why? Because giving causes you to humble yourself, to, to, to recognize that you're not the only one who has needs in life. You're not the only one who, who, who is feeling some kind of way about this and this and this and that. God is aware. He's concerned about you. But oftentimes, a great healing pill that you can take is to go give. Because you can't outgive God. And even particular, give towards a kingdom work. Get involved in your local church. Get involved in a, in a ministry. Uh, 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 get involved with, with, with um, asking the Holy Spirit, lay somebody on my heart so I can give. Whether that's prayer, whether that's, you, you know, a little gift or something, whether it's, 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 it's um, um, whatever it is. Whatever. Hey, let me keep your kids or whatever, or, or let me, um, you know, kind of uh, help you do this, help you do that. Like I'm telling you, this, this, God is a huge, huge, huge giver. When you allow this grace, when you allow the love of God to shed abroad in your heart, you can't help but to give. Because God is love. He can't help but to give. Love is an action. Love is a verb. Can't help but to give. When, when you're feeling so concerned about your situation, not that, you know, uh, um, you, you should just kind of, you know, shirk responsibility. But what I am saying is, in in, in, in a lot of situations where we're feeling self-absorbed from a place of need so self or self-absorbed from a place of, hey, I got it, that's where you need grace the most. That's where you say, you know, God, I, God, I thank you for what I do have. And, and, and God, I thank you for the, 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 the path that you have me on. Because we take paths that he prearranged, which means you get in that jet stream, you will see change. That's our faith every time. We, our faith is resting on your life being transformed by the grace of God, not our grace. And we teach and instruct so that you can get into the jet stream and you can re receive your boost. Your boost is not a five hour energy. Your boost is not a cell phone provider, Boost Mobile. Your boost is the grace of God. But we must recognize these areas where they have opportunity to give the enemy a place where you shut that door and say, I refuse to be self-absorbed in this moment. It's time to go and do something. It's time to go and work and help somebody do something. It's, it's time to get active in the work of the Lord. Steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? It keeps you humble. Number two. Here we go. When you are feeling the most inadequate is an area where grace is needed the most. Does anybody identify with that? Where you are feeling the most inadequate. That one comes to bite me all the time. Any, anybody know what that's like? In other words, I can't do it. I'm not able to do that. I, you know, I'm not schooled. I'm not learned. I don't, I don't know nobody. I don't know. I don't speak well, I don't, you know, like so-and-so does it better than me. Let them do it, because, I, you know, <laughs> they do it better than me. Just, just, just feeling so inadequate. Um, is it Charlie Brown? I just can't seem to do anything right. So inadequate. Every time I try to do X, Y, Z, it always happens, always happens. Now, you may want to take a page and say, I refuse to think that way, because that gives birth to more of that. And what is that death at work in your life? 
Because the very thing you meditate on is the very thing that will pay wages into your life. I'm meditating on, I can't do, I can't, I can't do. And, and, and before you know it, years go by and, and you still can't do because I meditated on the fact that I can't do. Because I'm telling you, you better step back and watch a person and don't, don't get in a person's way who knows that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. Where is that strength and what is that strength? It is the grace of God. It is the boost. You better back up from that person. I don't care who, I don't care. Listen, because I told you, I want a person to be associated with a person like that rather than a person who, who, who has all the knowledge. They got all the money. They got all the access. But a person who knows they can't be stopped, you better watch out for that person. See, there's a brother right now in uh, the NBA that he know he can't be stopped. And he's considered undersized. He know he can't be stopped. And he gets it done regardless of who he's going up against. In other words, he plays bigger than his size. Because he, he refuses to think that he can't put this ball in that bucket. He refuses, to, he refuses to think that his team can't win. This is what grace does. When you humble, see, we sometimes we, we think of grace, and this would probably be the, the world's picture of, 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 of grace, where it's somebody who's very, you know, kind of like, um, you know, small, crouchy, draw, draw back, and oh, they're just so humble and just so, oh my gosh, oh, oh my goodness. Ooh. Grace in the kingdom has everything to do with recognizing where real power comes from and submitting to it. Recognizing where real love comes from and submitting to it. Recognizing where real help comes from and submitting to it. That's humility in the kingdom. Why? Because Jesus was clear. In, in the kingdom of God, to go up, you gotta go down. Uh, to go up, you gotta go down. Because here's what happens. You go down as you, but you come up grace on fire. <laughs> That's a great picture, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I go down as me, but I come up grace on, on fire. Not, not grace under fire. I'm grace on fire. Woo, I just felt that one. <laughs> I go down as myself, but I come up grace on fire. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, which means every time you invest time to take this word, not just eat it, but man, I'm going to do it. Every time you invest time to sit with the Lord, to fellowship, to worship the Lord. You can be washing dishes and just worshiping the Lord. Washing dishes, worshiping the Lord. You know, I give uh, my uh, uh, son a bath every night when I'm able to, and, and uh, I like to play worship music while I'm doing it. Give my son a bath, but worshiping the Lord. You know, it, it, why? Why? Because listen, once you grace on the fire, you want to keep that fire burning. But, but, but I recognize and I know that worship unto God causes me to go low, causes me to, to submit. Because uh, what happens is when we put on a garment of praise and uh, thanksgiving and worship unto the Lord, we, like heaviness lifts off. In other words, cares of this world. So you start to see your situation smaller. Why? Because you go higher every time. When you worship God, Paul said, I decrease so that he can increase, which means... My will becomes smaller. My concerns become small compared to the glory, compared to him. Because when you're in a plane, the higher you go, the smaller the things down here get. And that's the jet stream that we want to be in. Because a person who's grace under fire, 
They don't see problem, they see opportunity. They, they literally, see, literally, literally see past, like the song said, hey, there's a wall in front of me. They see past the wall. I'm either gonna run through this wall, I'm gonna leap over the wall, or I'm gonna slingshot over this joker. But we getting through that wall. A person like that is unstoppable. I don't care if that person is 12 or 60. That's an unstoppable person. You need to step back, because they, especially if God is on their side, what, what, what does Philippians, Philippians uh, 4.13 in the Amplified, Philippians 4.13 in the Amplified, yeah. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. What is the remedy to being self-absorbed? It's right there. I'm ready for anything. I'm equal to anything. In other words, me by myself, I'm overtaken. Humble myself under the mighty hand of God. The spirit of might comes on me. You better back up. In other words, listen, when you go down, you come up grace under fire. You, you wake up like, what's today, Wednesday? You wake up or you, you go to bed like Thursday. I hope you're ready for me because I'm coming. <laughs> listen, we in May and you better be like, hey, June, you, you better be ready for me because I'm coming. <laughs> can't be stopped you better be ready because I'm because I'm coming because I'm, I'm coming to affect the game put me in coach it doesn't matter what I'm doing on the court if you say I need you to go at loose balls I'm gonna be all over the floor <laughs> by his grace and everybody gonna be talking about it you see that dude on that floor he ain't scored no points but boy he was on fire that's what the grace of God does. It overrides, supersedes what you think you can't do. Every inadequacy that you think you have becomes irrelevant when the grace of God comes into your life. When you make a decision and say, I'm going I'm to run this way. I'm not going to run this way no more. I'm going to run this way. Boom, you get that jet stream boost. Boom. Come on. When you're feeling the most inadequate, self-pity is not humility. But you're feeling the most inadequate. Sometimes we think that the more pity we have on ourselves, excessive pity, just unhappiness over your own situation and troubles, that's not to belittle troubles. But I'm telling you, when you feed into that, it becomes bigger and stronger. And you give the enemy a place to hold and press you down and say, I got you. I got you. Keep thinking that way. That's what I want you to think about. Your unhappiness, what you don't have, what is in your account, what hasn't happened. It's been years. It still hasn't happened. Keep on thinking about that. Keep on thinking about that. Because the last thing he wants to happen is for you to lift your head up and cast every care on him and say, I have strength for all things in, in Christ who empowers me. Those things that are behind me are behind me, but I'm pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus and I am able because he is able, because faith is now. Faith is immediate. Faith is present, which means whatever time was lost, it's irrelevant because when you get into God, God is in eternity. Time is a dimension, which means God can do things right now in a moment, in an instant. 
The day you hear God's voice, the day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Why? Because if you only knew when you get into this stream, you get a boost. And everything else becomes irrelevant that you think is not working. Hallelujah. What's this? Uh, number three. <laughs> Areas where you need grace the most. When you are in need of help now. When you are in need of help now. Anybody have been in those situations? When you're in need of help now. I remember when I got into my first accident driving. Boy, boy. I'm glad that I was just full of the word because the only thing that came out of, my, out of my mouth was Jesus. I'm on the blue route going about 65 miles an hour, playing my music. I always had my music. You know, back in the day, we had CDs and rocking them things, you know, and it was cold. There was a car next to me on my right and um, got a little excited with my music. It was my fault. Kind of swerved over into the lane a little bit. And I hit the car to the right. It was just this big crash sound. And I do one of these numbers on the blue route now, four-lane highway. Voo, voo, voo. I mean, it didn't have any control. Like, you know, it, it, it was just a blur in front of me. I didn't know where, where I was going to hit. And I was just like, Jesus, didn't know where I was going to hit. Spun around, hit the guardrail, boom. And then I looked back, and the cars had stopped maybe about 100 yards behind. If anybody knows about the Blue Route, who travels the Blue Route, there's always cars around. It's very rarely empty where you're just driving on, on, on your own. Thank God that they had stopped. Thank God we were far ahead of any other car because that would have been a serious accident. Serious accident. I was in need of help now. So in that place, I was un. Like, I couldn't do anything. The only thing that came to my mouth was Jesus. But I thank God that I was connected to believers that pray. I have mother and father who pray, leaders who pray. See, that's why you got to pray without ceasing, because you never know when you need to make a withdrawal from that seed or that deposit. Every time we are praying by the Spirit, there are wages that are being paid into your account so that when you need to withdraw on, on that, you've already sold into the spirit, bam, it's available. Thank God. Every time somebody says, hey, I'm praying for you, I, I count that as a privilege. Thank, that's a gift. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for bringing my name up to the Lord because angels were on assignment that night. Oh, yeah, angels were on assignment that night. When you are in need of help now, that's when you need grace the most. And that's the time where, where we think that's when, all right, now, now grace is available. No, no. Yeah, you need it now. But what happens is we, it's very easy to get into my feelings and, you know, because emotions are high and the, 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 the response of the flesh is very easy. The reason why we overload on the word and, and we eat the word, we, you know, we, we, we drink the word, we sleep the word, we, 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 we receive it on a regular basis, is so that when you are needed, in need of help now, that your response is not from your flesh, it's from the divine nature of God. The, the divine nature, with Job, he was in need of help now. 
lost his kids. His body was, was, was uh, afflicted. He lost his enterprise. I mean, just, just in a horrible place. He was in need of help now. And he worshiped God. He got into a humble place, a place of humility, so that he can receive grace. And that's Old Testament. He may not have even had the revelation of this, this thing called grace, but what he did know was, God, I, I, all I know is you. So whatever you have, I need it right now. Because sometimes we just need a prayer like that. God, all I know is you. So whatever you have, I need it right now. God sees your heart in those kind of prayers. It's, it's not about how eloquent you speak. It's, it's about open heart, hearts that's crying out to God. Jeremiah 33 and 3, call unto me and I'll answer. Call. Jesus. That's what I did in that call. Jesus. He said, and I will answer and show you things that you do not know. Here's a contrast. Areas where we need grace the most. Here's a contrast. When you are feeling the most capable and competent. When you are feeling the most capable and competent. When you feel like you got it going on. I mean, you got it going on so much, you, you walking with a little different step. You, 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 you doing the thing. You doing the thing. You know, everybody you come across, they high-fiving you because you doing it. You're feeling it. They're celebrating you. They're calling your name. They're looking for you. They're seeking you out. Oh, yes. Got it going on. Got it going on. Hey. That's the area where you need grace the most. Because when you stop and say, God, I thank you for what you're doing. God, purify my heart that this, these things that are happening, these successes that are happening in my life don't go to my head. Because what will happen is we will slowly shift our dependence from God to those things that are happening. That are, hey, they're good things. And, hey, they can even be from God good things. But he says, listen, don't, 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 don't depend on the things that I give you. Depend on the giver. That's so, so vitally important. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we will trust in the name of our God. If you got chariots, you got horses, you got this, you got that, that God is not concerned about how much money you have because the one who can make something out of nothing is not concerned about how much you have tangibly. He said, I can take a dollar and turn it into a million, so I'm not concerned about you having a billion of those dollars. I can turn that into a quadruple, quadruple, quadruple billion. <laughs> no, I just don't want your dependence to be on that. That's all. I don't want your dependence to be on what man can do. Because what happens is we, we start to lean on our own understanding. We start to lean on our own resources, lean on our, our own context. God uses those things to make things happen in this life. But at the end of the day, all glory has to go to God. Not in word, but in action of our hearts. The Bible says, take heed lest ye fall. In other words, nobody is exempt. When you think you will never do something, a wise woman once said, never say what you won't do. And wise woman was probably the ring. She said, never say what you won't do. 
In other words, she was saying, take heed lest you fall. Maintain a broken spirit and a contrite heart. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, you know, like, like, like cast down and, you know, broken and, you know, no, 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 no. Ma maintain a place of humility, recognizing where real power comes from, recognizing where real grace comes from, recognizing that you didn't get where you are by yourself and maintain a repentive, a repentive heart. Live a life of repentance, knowing that you are in this flesh and the flesh wants what it wants and it wars against the spirit. So God created me a clean heart. That's a fantastic prayer to pray. To keep you on the right side of this thing. To keep you on the right avenue. The avenue of humility that leads to grace. And then finally, you need grace the most when you are most vulnerable. Most vulnerable, whether it's good or bad. You need grace the most when you are most vulnerable. Good or bad. Good when the emotions are high and, and, and it, it's just a glorious, glorious, glorious time. Glorious time. You, 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 you're just loving what's happening and you're loving what's taking place. And, and, and you're just so open, so open, so open to do anything and get into anything. You know, it's, it's that childlikeness where, you know, children, you know kids, they, they just want to get into anything. They're just so, so curious, so, so curious. Don't, don't let your curiosity cause you to miss the mark, cause you to step over into something that God never intended. When, where you are most vulnerable, the not-so-good side, Loss, lack of any kind, hurt, pain, and anger, and hate. Those are vulnerable places. And that's where you need grace the most. That's where you need grace the most, where, where I just don't know where to, whether to go right or left. I'm just, I'm out of options. That's where you need grace the most. Because he will keep you in perfect peace. Because God gets so much glory when in the midst of the storm, in, in the midst of the hurt and the pain and the loss, that, that you still connect to the jet stream and you receive your boost. He said you are able to go through this because when you go through it, you come out even greater. But he said, let me ignite you to burn up the works of darkness that, that try to bring you down and bring you low, that, that try to cause you to pull back because God is like, what I want you to discover in this place is that I am a provider, that I am a healer, that I am a weight maker, that I am a miracle worker. Because then what will happen is for you, when that song is played, oh, that's not just a song, that's reality. I have a testimony here. And when somebody else hears it, they hear that testimony, and then their response can actually be a, a, a response of humility. God, if you did it for them, wow, God, okay, I will believe you and trust you for my situation. Bam, they get humble. God gives them grace to go through their situation. And it keeps happening over and over and over and over and over again. We need testimonies of the grace of God at work in our lives. Because we want other people to hear about this grace and, and tap into this grace and get into the jet stream of grace. So that 
whatever the situation, whatever the need, I am self-sufficient. I possess enough, requiring no aid. It doesn't matter what I, I, I see right now. I have more than enough because of the one I don't see has provided everything I need in this situation. Regardless of whether you see it or not, believe it. Recognize it. So God is saying, in every situation, in all circumstances, on the mountain and in the valley, you need the grace of God. I need the grace of God. I need the grace of God. So God, I thank you for surrounding us with faith, hope, and love. Thank you for surrounding us, God, in situations where we feel inadequate, situations where we're most vulnerable, situations of immediate need, and situations where, where, where we're liking what's going on, and we're celebrating the successes, in situations where we're feeling inadequate, situations where we're so consumed about our own need and our own desires. Right now, God, I speak to that person that's right now making heart changes. That, God, you're causing them to see things differently right now, to see their own situation differently. Go ahead and just put your hands up and just release whatever you may be holding on right now. Whatever you're holding on to, release it to him. And say, God, you're able. God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. According to the power that works on the inside of us, what's the trigger of that power? I submit to God. I submit to God. And in James 4, he gives instructions in verse 7 through 10. He says, therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. But you don't know what's really going on. You don't know what's taking place. You don't know what's, 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 what I'm really dealing with. Verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I come against the spirit of confusion that will cause you to, to try to look for methods and methodologies of, of, of trying to get yourself out of situations. Let's, let's, let's bring it back to the heart of worship, the simplicity of draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Lift your hands and worship the Lord, bow down at his feet, recognize that it is he that has made you and not you yourself. And he has provided by his grace everything that is needed right now in the moment that you will not be one who is shaken. Because if something can be shaken, it will be shaken. But you are not one that is shaken from your place. About face Christian. About face believer. You're on the Lord's side. You're, you're in the army of the Lord. It's, 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 it comes with the territory. It comes with the territory. But the testing of our faith 
makes works works patience within us works patience within us causes us to have a divine response uh, a not a, a knee-jerk response but but a divine response that has everything to do with sowing into the spirit first and not sowing into the natural not sowing into my lack not sowing into what's not working but sowing into the one who can turn lack into abundance sowing into the one that can turn hate into love sowing into the one that can turn anger into compassion sowing into the one that can change anything anywhere anytime any place including right now. And verse 9 says, Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to, to, to gloom. He's saying just, just, just let it out. As you submit to God, just, just let that out. Let it all out. You don't scare God. You say, God, this is what's going on. This is, this is how I feel, but I'm giving it to you right now. So I humble myself. Verse 10 says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. So in the sight of the Lord, I humble myself by giving him my inadequacies, giving him my lack, giving him my hurt and my pain, giving him my fear, giving him. Because the more I do it, the more I do it, I'm going lower, I'm going lower. And then and, and then once you get rid of it all, then you, you, you're, you're at that place where he says, now I can fill you up. I can lift you up. Grace on fire. I can now cause you to to ride over times of testings and 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 and, and walk on water. Speak peace to the storm. Even sleep during the storm. You take on the character of Jesus. You are not scared. You are not, you are not fearful. You are not without. You, you stand in certain places uh, 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 simply relying on the Lord, relying on the word of the Lord. You have the faith of, faith of David, able to look at giants in the face and say, the Lord God fights on my behalf. The Lord God fights on my behalf. Staring giants in the face, knowing without a shadow of a doubt that if God be for me, who can be against me? That if God is working for me, who can be against me? That if God is doing it, who can stop it? That if God is in it, who can stop it? Fill us up to overflowing. We, we recalibrate right now our own hearts. God, I thank you for divine eyes, divine ears, divine sight, the very mind of Christ in every situation. That we may take hits We're not taken out. Take uh, hits only come to test. The test was really in there because you got to know what's really in there. You got to know what kind of faith you have. You got to know who your God is. You have to know. And the way that revelation comes is you got to go through some things. Everybody's situation is different. But I'm telling you, when you go through, you have so much to stand on and say, my God did this, God did this, my God did this, and he can do that. Give us a track record with you, God, a history with you that can't be taken away. That can't be taken away. Because a man with an opinion is not at the mercy of a man with an experience. 
give us experiential knowledge of you. What this grace is all about. Help us to submit to you. Help us to keep you in your rightful place. May we have the correct estimation of ourselves in the correct estimation of who you are. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. He says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory will come in. <laughs> the King of glory will come in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace.